in the Dzogchen teachings, they say that our consciousness, mind is like water. This water gets frozen now and then, even though its nature is always flow and pristine. From that point of view, there's not so much uh, neuroses or psychological pathology. There's only sometimes a frozen in each of us. A frozen our body in our consciousness. And where you feel that your heart is not open and your energy is not flowing gracefully. Do you have this experience right now in your being? In Vajrayana Buddhism, we talk about the knot of channels. It's like you feel you have this uh, energetic knot somewhere in your body or in your heart. It could be fear, it could be anger. I would like to everybody to just go inside right now and to find out that frozen somewhere inside you or find out that energetic knot or that energetic blockage somewhere inside you. You may even be able to locate where it is. Maybe spasm in your back or pain in your stomach or some kind of tightness in your chest. There's so many things are happening right now in this amazing gathering. And we are becoming more and more intuitive. And you may feel that. And there is a joy and peace pervading around here. And also you may feel that there's some struggle happening right now either inside yourself, if not inside of uh, somebody around you. So we become very sensitive and open-hearted towards each other. That's the, the beauty of being in a meditation retreat.
So everybody has their frozen. You may be able to verbalize, or you may not be able to even talk about it, but you can feel that somewhere inside you. So here I'm asking to go inside and intentionally point out that frozen inside you. It could be deep-seated resentment, a fear, or you may not be able to name it. Just could be very much a physical a sensation inside your body. A stagnating and the stalemate sensation somewhere inside your body. Or you could be having aversion to what I'm saying right now, hoping that he should be, he would be quiet very soon. I'm inviting all of you to bring up all your frozen on the surface of your consciousness. Don't uh, hold anything back. This is a moment for inner cleansing. I want you to bring everything up on the surface. Bring about your guilt, your resentment, your self-loathing, your aversion, your fear. Bring all of them into this field of compassionate awareness, this non-judgmental awareness. <clears throat> and also feel the pain that comes along with this frozen. Can you see there's a pain? This is what Buddha called Tugga, the universal suffering. And sometimes we can have this frozen by holding on to very strong emotions as also on to very rigid beliefs and ideas, personal ideas, or even spiritual ideas as well as also political ideas and belief systems. So then this water cannot flow beautifully. Remember your being is a, a water, a sacred water, a holy water, the river Ganges. <coughs> One of the most powerful ways to melt this frozen 
is the love. There are different ways of inviting the love. There are hundred expressions of love. There's a divine love. In India, they call it the bhakti. You don't have to be Hindu to practice the bhakti yoga. You can be a Buddhist or you can be anybody and to practice the bhakti yoga. You can go inside and to invite divine love, love towards the highest truth, love towards the unborn Buddha, and love towards the Avalokiteshvara, love towards the Aryatara, or love towards the Shiva. Or you may not uh, connect to those uh, traditional archetypes. And then you can do practice such as a Brahma Vihara. I think Jim is going to lead the Brahma Vihara. It's a, it's a love of yourself. It's a love of your or, or love towards your family members, love towards your friends, love towards humanity, or love towards the universe. Sometimes I tell people write poems now and then. Write poem, hymns to the everything, hymns to the existence, hymns to the universe. You may not feel right uh, hymns to the Aryatara or Avadokteshvara, but you can write hymns to the universe, you can write hymns to the ocean and the forest. Or you can go inside and meditate on the love, compassion, such as the Brahma Viharas. One of my daily sadhana, my daily spiritual practice is reciting this Tibetan liturgy known as the Four Immeasurables. I'm always looking forward to that practice. I recite this uh, traditional liturgy. I write, I try to recite that every early morning. And that is the uh, best time in the whole day for me. And let me recite uh, the first verse, to me, this verse has so much power. 
and yet utterly simple. It's not one of those uh, teachings that requires lots of uh, study and uh, contemplation. It's very simple. This line goes, May all sentient beings have happiness in cause of happiness. I used to recite this uh, liturgy when I was young, and then somehow I forgot it for a long time. I thought it was too simple. I started doing uh, other fancy liturgies, <laughs> like Dzogchen liturgies, Tantric Buddhist liturgies. I thought they are much more profound, more mysterious, more intriguing. And eventually, I went back to those simple practices. It's a simple practice because it's so easy to understand. And sometimes I have my own uh, obstacles. This is a Tibetan expression. We talked about the outer obstacle, inner obstacle, and the secret obstacles. The outer obstacles are the challenges that you go through every day life. Like health issue, having a flat tire on the highway. And then you have inner obstacles, which is meeting with your own emotional challenges, like fear, hope, confusion. So when I confront with the, these challenges. I have a secret I'm going to share with you, how I deal with those challenges. I want to also to report that I have nothing to report. <laughs> I'm very ordinary, but I feel that I'm no longer afraid of challenges as I used to, because I know how to work with them. So I want to share this secret with all of you. I'm not saying that I'm enlightened, I'm exalted. I'm simply uh, just ordinary as any of you, even maybe more ordinary than some of you. Except I got an accent, <laughs> quite heavy accent. That's pretty much the difference between you and me. I got a heavy Tibetan accent. Some people love accent. One time I was working very hard to get rid of my Tibetan accent, which was an impossible task anyway. My Dharma friends, told me, please don't get rid of your heavy accent. We love your heavy accent. So there are people who really love a strange accent. 
but others in that we are all same. So I just want to make sure that I'm not trying to tell you that I have some kind of inner realization or I'm some kind of evolved personality at all. All I'm saying is that uh, through some of the basic Buddhist practices I learned how to work with my challenges. It's uh, absolutely worthwhile for me to share that with all of you. And that is the secret of love. So whenever I meet with the challenges, my true refuge, my the last sadhana is to recite the lines on the four immeasurables. Remember the first line is very simple. May all sentient beings have happiness and the cause of happiness. So forget emptiness for a while. Forget everything I have been talking about for a while. Forget the Dharmakaya. Forget the great emptiness. Forget the Nirvana. And forget the Dzogchen for a while. Just try this very simple practice, what I call the heart, the spirituality of the heart. Your heart already knows this love. This love is much older than Buddhism. In the end, love is the answer. Nothing can really help us. Spirituality can be just a, sometimes a huge entertainment. It can be just another distraction without love. There are no Dzogchen without love. There are no Zen without love. There are no Buddhism without love. Love is very scary too. The unconditional love is very scary. This is why our ego is able to manage to keep warding off the path of love. And yet your true nature is the love. Can I have that picture, this one? In my tradition, uh, we have uh, this uh, ceremony known as Abhishek or empowerment. By the way, I don't offer empowerment, not the traditional empowerment, because we have to have a very fancy hat, which I 
didn't have the chance to make one. <laughs> and not only that, you have to have lots of uh, sacred paraphernalia. One of them is uh, called Chakadi. It's uh, this beautiful sacred images of devas, divine beings, symbolize love, compassion, truth. And usually the Lama, the master, pick up the Chakadi and he or she move around and ask everybody to pay attention to it. So I feel that this is a Chakadi. And when you look at it, you see this pure being is full of love and the joy. This is your true nature. <coughs> so when you feel the love, love immediately melts all the frozen. Your resistance, your all rigidity, your fear, everything melts. And then there is this river, this Ganji, which is here, your river in Ganji, began to flow beautifully with so much grace. And then you become the source of a peace. So please, can you recite uh, or repeat after me this line? This is the most powerful words that we can utter. May all sentient beings, all beings have, happiness have happiness and the cause of happiness. This is the mantra of all the mantras. I will ask you to remember from now on reciting these words every day. And recite these words until you begin to feel the spirit of this simple words. And that's what uh, happiness is when you 
the whole being, your mind, your consciousness, your heart begin to flow with the ease, with the grace. And then maybe that's what nirvana is. To nirvana is a, a life. Nirvana is a flowing. Nirvana is not static. Nirvana is not some kind of this grand attainment that you can actualize. But it's always live and is flowing inside you. The nirvana, the true nirvana flows with your heart, love of your heart. You can breathe nirvana. You can feel the nirvana in your belly, in your chest, with the love. Nirvana is that melting flow inside you, so, so alive. Nirvana is not an extinction. It's not extinction of suffering, not extinction of craving, not extinction of delusion. Because if you think Nirvana is extinction, then becomes this static attainment. Nirvana is not other side either. So try to invite everybody in your heart now and then, your enemy, your loved ones, and the whole humankind. And then try to include all the human beings in this universe into your heart and then say this very simple word. My teacher, Lama Tsurgo, he used to tell me that, he told me, this is his own understanding, it takes so much good karma and to hear Just one mantra. He used to teach me mantras. He said it takes many, many lifetimes good karma to hear that one mantra. So this is his understanding. But I, I believe that the word you're hearing right now is not an ordinary word. You're not hearing this word as purely accidents, you have been somehow preparing to hear this one word. You have been preparing for a very long time to hear this word. You have been preparing to be here with us today. And now you are hearing the words that your heart has been waiting for a very long time. I say, may all sentient beings have happiness and the cause of happiness. 
Can you feel the spirit behind this word? And then you wake up and realize that our Lokateshwara is inside you. And then you realize that the Satanguru is inside you, not outside. Until you feel this love inside you, then Satanguru is always outside. The Divine is always outside. So when you feel this love, can you feel this? Your heart is melting right now, frozen is melting, your fear is gone away, all your resistance, your contraction in your heart is gone away. Do you feel that this benevolent force is almost pervading everywhere inside your body? I think when Tibetan Lama said, he was trying to describe this state of consciousness. He said, it's like, and there are all these deities in every pore in your body. They're all drinking champagne <laughs> and celebrating singing songs. <laughs> this is his way of describing this melting state. It's a very nice image, isn't it? So do you feel that now entire your body, every cell in your body is totally filled with this peace and this love? And now can you feel that this world is no longer unfriendly territory? This world is your home. Now you can relax and you can rest. And now you may find this this life is no longer unknown. But this life now becomes your true companion and you can surrender to it with a total devotion. And now you may be able to even invite all the challenges, obstacles, separation, loss, illness, even dying as an expression of this human life that you have so much devotion. And now you're able to embrace everything. You're able to embrace even your own death with love, without fear. I'm personally thankful to James for asking me to talk about love. So please recite these words every day from now on, <laughs> three times a day. 
I'm Tibetan, we are into numbers. <laughs> We're obsessed with uh, giving you assignment, particular assignment. Much gratitude to you. So, um, <clears throat> in a moment we'll uh, have a walking period. What I'd like to suggest for that period is um, following up on, on your words, Rinpoche. Uh, first, uh, th- thank you for creating the, or helping to align the field so that uh, what's here naturally can, can be experienced. Um, so beautifully and this this whole idea one of the the chapters in uh, in magic of awareness uh, awareness is uh, melt into love which is my it's my favorite chapter title of all melt into love um, and we can actually consciously practice that um, one way as as Rinpoche was saying, is to just invite that thought or those thoughts of well-wishing that uh, melt the heart, melt the armoring uh, that's there, and just allow that natural flow to uh, to radiate out. And another way, another aspect that I would um, suggest and suggest that you um, play with or uh, practice with in uh, in this walking period. Uh, sometimes the outflow comes nat- naturally, but uh, letting it in doesn't come quite as easily for for many of us. Um, when we feel that life is, is friendly, it's much easier to let it in. But when we have our our uh, vigilant wariness out and our amygdala is scanning for what could go wrong. Uh, It's a little bit harder to relax and let in the love. But um, you can practice this and I've found it a very um, helpful practice to see all the good that's coming our way. And you probably, I think um, so many people felt it here a moment ago as, as, as Rinpoche was talking, oh, 
this is a safe place for us to all share this feeling of goodwill and how uh, uplifting and, and um, enriching it is when we feel safe enough to let that in as well as letting it out. So uh, a practice that uh, is, comes from the Tibetan lineage is uh, Tibetan tra- uh, traditions is seeing everyone as your benefactor and seeing everyone and everything as your benefactor that everyone and everything is here to help us wake up and if we see them as benefactors then uh, we're we feel a little bit uh, more open to uh, not missing all the good that comes our way. So a practice that I've played around with the last few years quite consciously, any time that um, somebody opens a door for you or smiles at you or you sense a, a sense of goodwill towards you. Um, first, to not miss that, which is easily, easy to do, and, and let in that connection with that being. And uh, for extra credit, to see them as, um, as an agent of life, letting you know that you are loved. Not only that you are loved, but as you let that in, letting you know you are love. And when you start to open up and have your radar out for it, then you'll start to see it all over the place. And as you let it in, you can't hold all of that love. You'll explode with all the goodness coming your way if you try to hold on to it. No need to do that. But just letting it in and what else to do but just let it out. So you become, and this is the practice, just becoming a a meta-recycling machine. (laughs) But to really see all the the goodness and the friendliness around you, that's where melting into love becomes a, a, a full experience to see as the barriers get lifted all the love and the goodness coming towards you and all that can come through you and pass through you. Not to be naive and, you know, there are times when it's important to have healthy boundaries and I'm not saying to, uh, to, to have your armoring down all the time. It's very important to know, but to be able to uh, take in the love and have a kind of semi-permeable memory, membrane keeps out the negativity, but not at the expense of, of letting in all the goodness around. And so here, as you do the walking meditation, and there you, here you are, whether it's being around other people, and you don't need to engage uh, them, you can just feel the goodwill around you. If eyes meet and, and there's a feeling of goodwill, 
let yourself be okay and take that in and send it out. Um, but just to see, as uh, what Albert Einstein says, perhaps the most important question a human being can ask themselves is, is the universe friendly or not? And to, uh, to start seeing the, the, the friendliness and the benevolence uh, around you as you do the walking, feeling it and just letting it move through you and sending it out, whether it's the chicken or the egg, where it comes first is less important. It's just life loving itself through us. Um, so we can just play around with that and, and practice with that for, oh, the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Uh, and then we're going to come back for uh, a last uh, session of teaching and uh, uh, maybe a little bit of sitting and some uh, Q&A and, uh, and hanging out together before we end. But please uh, try that practice and uh, we'll see you in a few minutes. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.